Thanks for listening to the Thyroid Fixer podcast with your host, me, Dr. Amy Horneman, aka The Thyroid Fixer, functional medicine practitioner, hormone and weight loss expert. We're talking all things thyroid, hormone, and health-related in order to empower, educate, and transform you. So if you're ready to get your life back, let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Today, we have a very, very special guest. I'm honored to have him on, Dan Gubler. So we just recently met, and his work completely intrigued me. I said, I have to have him on. And you guys are just going to love this. You're going to get so much information out of this. And what intrigues me about him, he is a natural product chemist that has literally traveled the world studying bioactive compounds and plants and incorporating them into science-based supplements that can help all of us unleash our inner brilliance, which I love. So we're going to be talking about bioactive compounds and plants today, how they regulate biosignaling mechanisms in the body to improve both hormone balance and thyroid health. And everyone knows we talk a lot about thyroid on here. So this is going to be just a great, great topic. I encourage you guys to take notes because it's going to blow your mind. So Dan, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for sharing your time with us today. Oh, it's an absolute delight. Thank you. Are you finally at your wit's end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones. They're not even testing properly. So come work with myself and my team. We prescribe to all 50 states and parts of Canada. I have you covered. I've been building this team for years so that I could help you no matter where you are. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes, book a free application call. We're going to go over your current health situation, what worked, what hasn't worked, all the things. And then we will pair you up with the right program for you where we will do it all. You will come out the other side of the program, totally optimized, getting your life back. You're going to recognize the person you see in the mirror again. Doesn't that sound absolutely amazing? Well, it might sound... Like you don't even believe it, but I promise you, I promise you, we will take good care of you. So click the link in the show notes, book a call today, and we'll be talking to you soon. So tell us your story. How did you get into diving into this type of research? How did you get into traveling the world? Yeah, so I've been fascinated with natural compounds from plants uh, as early as I can remember. It's summertime right now, kids are bored. And when I was bored, I would beg my mother to uh, go into her kitchen and play with her, uh, you know, the spices and, every, and other things in the kitchen and make formulations. And so I would mix these compounds together. I would uh, try them. I would give them to other people to try. And uh, so I've always had a love for plants. Um, I have spent a lot of time in the outdoors, hiking and foraging uh, mushrooms and other plants. And so when it came time during my college career to choose a profession, uh, being a natural products chemist was a no-brainer for me. And once I learned about these compounds, um, I just had an insatiable appetite to figure those out. You know, because there's 600,000 species of plants on the earth, and less than 5% of them have been studied for the bioactive compounds. Wow, that's amazing. Less than 5%. And here plants are holding the key to so much. I, I mean, I believe they hold the key to many cures for disease states. Yeah, that's right. When you look at it, 50% of, our, of all pharmaceutical drugs are directly from plants or derived from plants. 
And so, you know, it's interesting. Uh, Mother Nature has these secrets um, locked up in these plants. And um, one of the things that drives me, it's an imperative for me because every year, 15,000 species go extinct. And so you're, you're talking about, you know, 41 species a day that go extinct. And if we continue at that rate, we only have about 140 years left on this planet before all of these bioactive compounds from these amazing plants go extinct. Wow, that's powerful. And that, and this is what's intriguing. I don't think people, I didn't know. So I don't think your average person, obviously they don't, they don't realize the power that's held within plants and they don't realize that we're working our way to extinction and to not being able to access the power and the healing properties that are in these plants. Right. And it's, it's a real shame. I mean, it's a travesty, really. Um, you have pharmaceutical compounds and they're great. They've uh, saved hundreds of thousands of lives, millions of lives, but that's more on the reactive end. That's when you've gone so far down the road, uh, you know, you're, you're in a death spiral that you need to, do, you need to do something to push it back. Plants and their compounds are all about proactive wellness, helping us live our best life and to stay on the healthy side of the spectrum before we go too far down the road. Yeah, I agree. I agree hundred percent. That's why I'm a fan of supplements when supplements are done properly, when they are, like you said, when they're science based, when there's research behind them, when there's a reason why we're using this compound and this ingredient and this active ingredient and on and on and on, then I'm, I'm a firm believer in supplements being used to change your life. Um, so I want to talk about specifically, obviously, thyroid here, and we'll probably trickle into other disease states like you and I talked a little bit ago about insulin resistance. So let's let's yeah. just start with thyroid because many of my listeners are suffering. Either they know that they have a thyroid problem, they've been diagnosed, they're not feeling well, they're searching for answers, or they haven't even been diagnosed yet. Maybe they're mm. in that state of you know what, something is a little bit wonky. They'll be told by their doctor that they're normal or within normal limits. But in you know, functional medicine eyes, we see them as, eh, you know, you're borderline hypo, you're walking that line, or you might be into hypo, but there's no doctor that's going to give you medication for it. So let's mm -hmm. talk about the thyroid and, and what bioactive compounds can affect that. Yeah. So to first understand, um, the thyroid and all the systems in the body regulate via a biosignaling mechanism. So one, one way to think about it is a line of dominoes. You push over one domino and then it pushes over others and, and so forth and causes a reaction or work to happen at the end. And so that's what the thyroid system is. You have thyroid, you have thyrotropin resistant, uh, thyrotropin, <laughs> excuse me, um, releasing hormone in the hypothalamus then goes to uh, TSH in the pituitary gland, T4, thyroxin, T3. Um, and then it turns on other signaling pathways that help to maintain the millions of chemical reactions that go on in the body every single second. Mm -hmm. And um, one, one also thing, another thing to note is that we have um, lifestyle factors, poor diet, lack of sleep, lack of exercise, stress, anxiety, can cause these dominoes to be pulled out of the system. And that's what happens with thyroid. We have a lot of different factors going on, uh, insulin and a bunch of other things that pull some of these dominoes out. And so natural compounds from plants like berberine, uh, like mericetin from pomegranate, punicalogens, EGCG from green tea, uh, curcuminoids, um, and several others help to slide these dominoes back in and maintain the reactions going on in the body, including the, thi the system of thyroid. 
That's fascinating. That is fat. Well, I always say that the thyroid is the master gland. So just yeah. like you said, it, it is that domino effect. It's the domino effect on the entire body. So when the thyroid's off, there goes your sex hormones. Those are going to be off. You're going to have your adrenals off. I mean, everything, insulin, everything is going to cascade in a bad way downward. So these kind of expand on those compounds because you and I talked about berberine, you know, I'm a fan. So that can actually be used for the thyroid as well as insulin resistance. It can. Yeah. So berberine helps to regulate production of thyroxin. So thyroxin we talked about is a major uh, modulator here. And so berberine helps to make sure that thyroxin is produced, that the signaling mechanism of thyroxin downstream happens. As we know, thyroxin uh, uh, T4 and T3 causes cascade event. And so even though thyroxin uh, T4, which is converted to T3, even though these, these are produced, if the dominoes downstream are not in place, then nothing's going to happen. And actually, uh, you know, bad things are going to happen, hyper, hypothyroidism and other issues. And so uh, berberine helps to regulate the dominoes downstream of T4 and T3 to make sure that they're functioning properly. Oh, that's amazing. I did not know that about berberine. So can that also help with T4 to T3 conversion? So anyone who's, you know, maybe they're on Levo, they're on Synthroid, they're still experiencing symptoms and we want to help push that conversion. We want to help push that T4 over into T3 so that the T3 can get to the cell. Does berberine yeah. help with that conversion? Um, there is some research pointing that way and there, there's still more that needs to be done, but berberine de uh, definitely can. There's another ingredient called thyro uh, thymoquinone from black cumin mm -hmm. seed oil that has some pretty good research on it as well for that, uh, for that conversion to take place. And there's, there's many others, but berberine and uh, thymoquinone are the, are the most studied right now. Now, black cumin seed oil can actually lower antibodies in Hashimoto's as well, right? It can. Yeah. And again, this is a, this is a signaling mechanism because the pathway to Hashimoto's to graves, uh, hyper and hypothyroidism are again, uh, manifest by these signaling pathways. So again, if we can use these natural compounds, another one is with from ashwagandha, rosevins from rhodiola, uh, adaptogens, your audience will know that these are probably adaptogens. These also help to regulate these transitions. So it is this, this funnel approach. We have T3 and T4 at the top of the funnel, which then uh, trickle down to power all the other reactions in the, in the thyroid, in this uh, system. And these ingredients can directly help to influence those. That's amazing. That's really amazing. So if we take a person who's still struggling or we take mm -hmm. a person that, let's say, is stuck on T4, stuck in the synthroid box, like I call it. And the doctors yeah. won't prescribe T3. They won't do NDT. So they're just stuck there, but they want to feel better. We can actually take this natural approach to move them into that more optimized state. That's right. Yeah, it's a complementary approach. You know, if we regulate the signaling, then we bring the system back into balance. I mean, Levo's great. It, it does a good job. Um, but again, it's, it's, a more, uh, it, it's a more harsh approach. It, it's something that needs to happen in certain periods. Uh, but in order to maintain and to try to be on the proactive wellness side, these ingredients are really great. That's fascinating. And of course you can't, I'm sure you've seen this in, in your research too. You can't just take these bioactive compounds, these ingredients, these, these 
uh, products that you're talking about and eat McDonald's and not sleep and never work out a day in your life. You have to do everything both and in order for those to be effective in the body, right? That's right. The modern processed (laughs) diet is one of these factors that's that's literally killing us. Uh, The other thing is the quality of ingredients. You know, there's a difference from the wilty lettuce that you eat on that fast food hamburger versus lettuce, you know, that you get from a farmer's market that's, that's uh, grown properly organic that has really nice, rich amounts of compounds. Uh, so biosignaling compounds are found in food, but not all foods are created equal. So you want to make sure that the foods that you're eating are uh, the highest quality so that they have large amounts of the bioactive compounds. Supplementation is also a really interesting way. So berberine, you know, it's a, you, you can't really eat a berberus vulgaris where a berberine comes from. And so a high quality supplement containing high amounts of purified berberine is really important and effective as well. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I totally agree. And, and there is a place for supplementation because, yeah. and this would be a whole different podcast, but just the erosion of our soil and, and the, you know, spraying the wheat fields down with glyphosate. I mean, that is just, yeah kind of breaking down our, our, our quality in our food. So even if you are eating a ton of vegetables, okay, if they're organic, have they been sprayed from cross spray from the farmer Mm -hmm. next door that's spraying and how's the soil? And there's no way that you can eat your way to getting all of the compounds that you're talking about. That's exactly right. And so one of the most things I hear um, quite often is, well, just eat healthy and exercise, like you said. But like you said, that assumes we live in a bubble. That assumes yeah. the food is, is top quality, like you said, no soil depletion. That assumes that we're never, ever stressed or never, ever anxious. And that assumes that we always sleep well and we always exercise. But reality is we don't do that. We're not in a bubble. And so we need help to help bridge the gap from where we are to where we can and need to be. Mm-hmm. And even you and I, even people in this in this space who do this for a living, who study it, who know the effects of different foods and know the effects of lack of sleep, we still do it. We're human. So, you know, you and I aren't in a bubble either. So that's why, I mean, I guess we, we give this message to the world to basically say, listen, we're not perfect. This is what we use to to supplement to improve our body's function. Yeah, that's exactly right. Beautifully said. So you talked a little bit about food. So I'm going to kind of transition into insulin because insulin, I always talk about insulin resistance on here. 99% of hypothyroid and Hashimoto patients have it. You can go into the stats of the amount of Americans that have it, whether you have a thyroid problem or not. So let's talk about insulin resistance. And I love what you said on your podcast. I'm going to have you repeat it here. I said I would of, of the insulin signaling on a daily basis. And I'll let you take this. So Talk to me about IR. Yeah, so insulin is a hormone that's produced. It's responsible for helping to bring glucose, fuel into the cells. Um, And we all know that when we eat too much sugar, the body becomes insulin resistant and insulin builds up in the bloodstream until there's a big problem. Um, Insulin is the root cause of all disease. When you look at uh, uh, inflammatory conditions, you and I were talking before the show, uh, Alzheimer's and Mm -hmm. neuropathy, and uh, a bunch of other diseases in the brain are actually insulin dependent. So another name for Alzheimer's researchers are starting to discover, and they are starting to use this name, is type 3 diabetes. So Mm -hmm. um, insulin is a big deal. 
And uh, when we eat, when we eat glucose, insulin rises to meet it. And, and that's good because insulin helps to clear the glucose down. Um, glucose, though, spikes at about 30 minutes after we eat food, and it goes down to baseline in about two hours. Insulin, though, when it goes high, it doesn't go down for about four hours. And so one of the issues with the modern processed diet and the way that we're eating in general is we continually eat and eat and eat so the insulin stays high all the time. We eat breakfast and we snack a lot. We eat lunch and, you know, during the two o'clock, uh, when we hit that wall, we, we snack a little bit more. We eat dinner and then, you know, eight, nine, ten o'clock when we're watching our favorite show, we pull out the ice cream. And basically what happens is in the course of 18, 19, 20 hours out of the 24 hours in a day, insulin is high. And when insulin is high and remains high, it wreaks havoc on the biosignaling in body and especially the thyroid, which is which is especially sensitive to biosignaling reaction. And sensitive to inflammation. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you keep your insulin high all day. Again, this is the both and, where we have to do everything together. Even if you are taking the compounds that you talked about that benefit the thyroid and benefit the signaling and the cascade and the domino effect, but you're keeping your insulin high, that inflammation, that whole body inflammation will prevent those compounds that you're taking from working and from actually yeah. producing an effect that you can feel and you can see the changes in your body. You won't, you won't notice the changes because of the high insulin over here. Right. There's no uh, silver bullet. Uh, you know, there's no magic pill. As much as we would like to, magic pill, magic diet, it all comes down to doing what we know we need to do at the front end. And so if we can keep insulin low and whatever diet we use, the key is to, is to have a low carb diet. Uh, don't eat a diet full of simple sugars, simple sugars, spike the bloodstream, especially. So keep it, uh, keep a, a low glycemic index diet. And if you want to use keto or paleo or, or whatever Mediterranean, if you can do that, insulin's going to remain low. And my goodness, the effect that it has on the body um, is mind blowing. Like you said, insulin's low. That means inflammation is low. And then the systems in the body help to function as they were naturally designed to do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then people notice a trickle down effect all here. Oh, you know what? My, my knee pain went away. My hip pain went away. It's like, well, yeah, because you're keeping your insulin low and thus you're taking down inflammation. I want you to go into the the study that you you guys did this study, right? The Pop Tart and Juice one. Yeah, we did. So uh, what we did is we uh, is uh, we have a supplement that we've developed that has berberine and other ingredients in it that were specifically designed to maintain biosignaling uh, biosignaling reactions going to insulin. So for insulin to go high and to rise, there's this domino effect that causes insulin to rise. It sends a signal to it. And so the idea was, if we, can, if we can stop these dominoes or even increase dominoes that help insulin to remain low, then we would have a really interesting way to support healthy insulin levels. Now, again, it's no magic bullet, but uh, we developed this formula. It took 28 different iterations, and uh, we, never, we never launch a supplement unless we have clinical studies behind it, unless we can patent uh, the research that we've done. And so we ran the study exactly like you said. We had people um, take a really high glycemic um, a meal, which in our case was uh, Pop-Tarts and apple juice, really concentrated apple juice that had, uh, you know, all combined, I think it was 100 grams of sugar that people were eating. And then we monitored their blood glucose and blood insulin levels over the course of four hours. 
And so we did that without our product. Then we did it with our product. And what we found is that glucose levels, which directly translate into insulin levels, were reduced by 30%. And that's really huge. If you can reduce glucose levels by 30%, then insulin it goes down, you know, 20, 30, even more, 40%. And again, that really helps to um, uh, bring balance to the metabolism, to all the reactions going on in the body. That's amazing. That is a huge percentage. And that is on, you know, the highest sugary combination that you could possibly think of that you and I would like keel over if we ate it. But, but, you know, hey, you use what is part of the standard American diet. I mean, people do eat Pop-Tarts and juice for breakfast on a daily basis. So you used reality in your study. But to to me, I go, Pop-Tarts and juice. Oh, my gosh, that's horrible. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So that's a great response. Yeah. Yeah, it was really amazing. And like you said, I mean, this is how most people eat, unfortunately, And uh, with the marketing that's going on, a lot of people think uh, apple juice is healthy. You know, it's from apples. Apples are great. They're from the orchard. So apple juice is a good thing. Uh, You know, it's just crazy, uh, you know, women and and, uh, men who are giving juice to their children. And they're thinking they're doing a great thing, apple juice, orange juice. But as you you and I know, that's basically a liquid sugar form. You know, it goes into the body and uh, it's like liquid death, really. It just is. Spikes, uh, spikes glucose uh, as, as quick as possible. Yeah, it, yeah, it is. It's liquid death, literally. You might as well just inject sugar into your veins and call it a day. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we talked a little bit about hormones too, and, and that's another. So whenever I talk about thyroid, I talk about insulin, I talk about hormones because those are the two things that I see just completely go off the charts when I'm working with people one-on-one. So the insulin signaling will be way, way, way off and the hormones. So estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, DHEA, and then the, the adrenal hormones will be totally thrown off. So what can we do about that in your research? What have you found? Yeah. So it's really interesting. A wide range of what we call phytonutrients compounds from plants can really help to maintain, uh, estrogen, progesterone, and other hormones uh, quite effectively. So when we talk about eating, we, uh, doctors and other people, and, and you recommend we eat a wide variety of fruits and vegetables, and that's really because in this wide variety of fruits and vegetables, it contains a plethora of different bioactive compounds that hit different signaling mechanisms and help to bring balance back to it. So when it comes specifically uh, to testosterone, um, there's a really interesting compound from asparagus, believe it or not that helps to regulate uh, testosterone levels, both in women and men, Uh, you know, because women have testosterone, it needs to be regulated. Obviously when it increases, that's a, that's a bad deal. Um, Estrogen, there's the soy isoflavones. Uh, Some of them are good. Some of them are bad, but there are isoflavones from plants that really help to regulate estrogen and progesterone levels. Uh, So we think of isoflavones from soy, but there's also isoflavones from uh, different beans, uh, from other plants, uh, other fibers like guar gum and psyllium. Uh, they really help with the fiber to regulate uh, hormone levels. And again, these isoflavones, really big deal. So you said a big buzzword in the thyroid community, so I'm going to put you on the spot, soy. 
So I know yeah. all the listeners are going, but I've been told that I need to avoid soy because that's going to affect my thyroid and it's going to affect my thyroid medication and how it works. So is there a difference between the soy that we have to avoid as a thyroid patient versus soy isoflavones? Yeah, beautiful question. The isoflavones, uh, like genistin and, uh, and, and bicolin and others that have been discovered from soy, actually help to regulate uh, hormone levels. I mean, they're phytoestrogens by nature, phytoplant estrogen, so they help to regulate estrogen levels. And so, I mean, when, when you look at uh, countries and people that take a large amount of soy, like in Asia, uh, their thyroid levels are are for the most part, thyroid's not as big of a problem in Asia as it is here in the States. And um, also when you look at incidences of cancer, women who eat a lot of soy enriched in these phytoestrogens or supplement with them, uh, they have sig significantly less incidences of cancer. So um, there are cases though, you know, where you have breast cancer or different things, there are hormone resistant types of cancer where isoflavones can be negative. But in most cases, um, Isoflavones are really good, especially supplementing with isoflavones. Okay. So we can supplement maybe so people don't yeah. get freaked out by eating something like edamame or something like that. Um, I, yeah. I, I personally, I would prefer supplementation for my patients over eating it because then you can't really regulate it. You can get to the point where you go overboard and you think, okay, well, if, if a little bit of soy is good, then more is better. And then you can get into an estrogen dominant state. Yes, that's exactly right. Um, you know, it's all about uh, the dose determines the uh, the poison when it comes to toxicity, but the dose also determines the, the signaling balance. If the dose is way too high, then signaling's off. And like you said, the really nice thing about supplementation is we know exactly what we're getting in there. Like we talked about earlier, it all depends on how the food is grown, uh, what season it's picked, uh, what what it's been sprayed with, the temperature, the weather. All those things go into uh, come into play in determining the amount of bioactive compounds in there. And so you might actually have some soy that is really enriched in isoflavones, and that's not a good thing. So having a supplement where you know exactly the amount that you're getting is, uh, is the way to go when you look at the science. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, you're right. The, the, the dose determines the, the poison or the response of the body. That's perfect. Yeah. And you mentioned testosterone as well. So I talk a lot about testosterone. I feel so bad for guys that, that have low T levels, but they're told they're normal because they're coming in at, you know, 325, 350. And my ladies that are actually, you mentioned high testosterone and that's bad, but low testosterone. I see so many women coming in. I had a patient the other week with a test of three. I said, I don't oh, think wow. I've ever seen a three in total testosterone in a woman. Right. So what would you recommend for, and, and, you know, I mean, women don't want to take most women don't want to take testosterone injections. You have problems with the pellets because then they give a big, you know, bolus dose and then it weans off. Yeah. So those are hard to regulate. So what could we do naturally to boost that? Yeah. So there's a class of compounds called triterpenes and uh, testosterone is a steroid. Now, when we say steroids, we, we think of like anabolic steroids and uh, athletes doping. But steroid is actually just the term for a, uh, a general structure of a compound. Uh, steroid is four different rings put together. So cholesterol is a steroid uh, and testosterone is a steroid as well. And so there are different ingredients from plants. Uh, for instance, triterpenes um, from reishi mushroom and triterpenes from 
yerba mate can actually help to regulate testosterone production. Again, it's a, it's a signaling thing. If uh, testosterone is produced, we want to see what's going on upstream. And perhaps there are dominoes that are going crazy upstream that are actually uh, going either way. That are, you know, there's dominoes that are supercharged that are just pouring testosterone into the body. And then there are dominoes that are completely absent. So the presence, uh, so the production of testosterone is basically non-existent, as you were saying in that case that you had. Okay. That's interesting because I'm a huge fan of, of mushrooms, especially reishi, but I love them all. I think they do yeah. great things in the body. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they do. do. And, and most mushrooms have really good amounts of these uh, triterpenes that help to regulate hormone levels as well as a host of other biosignaling mechanisms. So do any of your products have that or what are your, let me ask you, what are your top performing, your top wanted demand, on-demand products that you guys have that you've developed that you're like super proud of? Yeah, our, our top product that, oh, I just love it. Uh, we'll, we'll talk later about how it was developed. Um, it, we went through 40 different iterations and the product is called Connect. And mm -hmm. uh, as the name implies, it helps to connect the biosignaling compounds in the body. So in this formula, we have over 400 different phytonutrients, bioactive compounds that regulate different signaling mechanisms, signaling mechanisms related to the heart, to the brain, to the kidney, to the liver, thyroid, um, it, the inflammatory processes in general. And so this kind of a, a multivitamin version of biosignaling where we really try to target all the different pathways. And it's amazing the results we've seen. Yeah, when signaling is in balance, as you know, with, uh, with thyroid, cognition gets better, brain fog is reduced, uh, obviously natural energy increases, uh, you know, being lethargic is one of the biggest things, you know, people want to do things, but they just can't. Even when yeah. the doctor says buck up or the, the, the people around them that love them say, Hey, you know, just, uh, uh you know, just, uh, pull up your big, your big boy or girl pants and, and get going. But, mm -hmm. uh, really it comes down to biosignaling. And so that's a product that we're really proud of. We've ran uh, three clinical studies on it and we're actually seeing that these ingredients can regulate biosignaling. We're able to determine that and see it and, uh, and show that it increases amounts of biosignaling in the body. Wow. So go into how you said how it was formulated. I mean, how, you tried 40 different variations of it. Yeah. So I, um, traveling around the world, studying compounds and plants, there's different ones that I was always fascinated about. There's a plant called burdock. And in studying burdock, taking it back to the lab, we found that it contains different compounds. One of them is called arctogenin, and there's several other ones. And when we ran this research in cells, we found that it regulated biosignaling. Uh, there's many others, uh, rhodiola, uh, ginkgo. Ginkolides are great versions of signaling. So it, it was interesting as I was thinking about this, um, <laughs> and it sounds kind of weird, but I was going to bed, and I just started having these ideas. Uh, flood into my mind. You know, when you're at night and the mind is clear, you uh, you de-stress and you're able to kind of uh, think more clearly. I had um, all the papers that I read had kind of coalesced together in these different signaling molecules. So, uh, you know, wrote them down. Uh, we went to the lab and yeah, uh, 40, 42 iterations later, we came up with this compound. We formulated, we tested. Results weren't quite as good as we hoped. We reformulate, we retest which again, most companies in the supplement industry don't do that. They um, use a, a standard turnkey formula. Uh, most of the time, you know, it's like, hey, let you and I start a supplement company. And then we go to a contract manufacturer and say, hey, we want a, I don't know, 
a mood enhancer. And so the contract manufacturer will just pull something off the shelf that they've already developed that they're selling to 30, 40 other companies. And we put our label on it and we try to sell it and try to show how we're different. And sometimes manufacturers will pixie dust in a little bit of this or that. So it's your proprietary blend. And Uh. then you go and sell that and you try to be different, but you're really not. You have no science. There's no unique proposition. The amounts of bioactives in these formulas are really quite low. And it's a big problem. Huge problem. I am a stickler for supplements. I tell people all the time, listen, these big supplement companies that used to be the gold standard a couple of years ago, I won't name names, but they've sold out. They sold out to Nestle yeah. and Bayer and Amway and, and proprietary blends. I hate because you're yeah. right. They just pixie dusted. And I am such a stickler for supplements and going with good, high quality companies, just not high quality, companies that care, that do the the research, that can back it with, like you said, 40 different variations, 28 different variations, because we weren't happy with one through 28. So, I mean, that says so much. That says so much about the quality. Yeah. And it's, and it's hard. You know, I feel bad for the consumers because it's hard to really know what's science-based and, and what's not. You go into these big box stores, pharmacies, there's just a huge wall of different supplements, right? If you want to take an omega-3, for instance, to help support inflammation, reduce inflammation, there's like 50 to choose from. So how mm-hmm. do you know what's good or what's not? The EPA, the DHA, the form that it's in, um, mm-hmm. other carriers that are with it, things that help to uh, prevent it from being oxidized in the body, things that help it to be encapsulated and become more bioavailable. So there's all sorts of different things that are going on. And I feel bad. And that's why um, people like you and I, that's why we educate. We want to just really help people when they go to the store to help to help them to find the right sources. And, you know, a lot of times the best supplements aren't at the store. They're, um, you know, in different areas. They're in a doctor's office. They're directly through the website of a company that has research. that can actually educate and show why the product uh, is effective rather than just you go to uh, the shelf and you try to grab something and you have no idea if it's going to work or not. No clue. Right. Exactly. So I, yeah, I tell people my rule is you do not buy from a store. You do not buy from Amazon. I don't know if you guys sell your products on Amazon, but I would rather them just go right to your website and you only buy from these high quality companies that are, that do the research that can actually show the research that they've done and, and back their products. So I love it. So tell, tell us more about your, because we're going to put the links for, your um, supplement company and I want you to tell us about it and where people can go. And we even have a discount code for everybody too. Yeah. So the company is called brilliant and the website is feelbrilliant.com. That's F E E L brilliant.com. And you can go there and you can look at our different supplements right now. We have three products that we've developed. Each product has clinical studies. Each product is patent pending and each product is produced in our laboratory where we go through all the process, we produce, we make sure that it, uh, it works properly and then we manufacture on large scale. And so if you go and look at our supplements, uh, we, we talked about this biosignaling uh, supplement. We have another really cool one um, and I'm sure you've talked about this. Another thing that really regulates hormone levels is the microbiome, the bacteria uh, in the gut. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good and bad bacteria, bad bacteria secrete compounds that are pro-inflammatory and uh, the the microbiome is known as the second brain and Mm -hmm. 
huge impact on hormone levels. And so we have a product that helps to regulate uh, amounts of healthy bacteria. So we have a technology that can actually inhibit the ability of bad bacteria to talk to each other. Um, so it's like molecular espionage. And if bad bacteria can't talk to each other, they're siloed and they die. And by nature, then good bacteria will increase because it fills that void. And when good bacteria are there, are there it releases small molecules that help to regulate hormone levels, the gut brain access, uh, the brain thyroid access, it's all connected. It is. It's totally connected. So what's the name of that product? That product is called Defend. Brilliant Defend. Defend. Okay. That's awesome because I do a lot of GI maps on my patients and I will see a plethora of, of dysbiotic bad bacteria and then low good bacteria, specifically acromantia. And I just talked yeah. about this on a podcast I released last week. If you have low acromancia, you are going to have metabolic syndrome. You are going to be more prone to weight gain. You're going to be more prone to insulin resistance. So by building up that acromancia in the gut, that's going to make a world of difference in your metabolic health. That's exactly right. Uh, other ones, lactobacillus ruteri, bifidobacterium longum. Uh, Bifidobacteria longum is a really interesting one. It's found in centenarians who live over 100 years old, have yeah. huge amounts of, of this bacteria. And I, I love what you said because a lot of people think when they think of gut health, they're thinking, well, digestion, you know, get more regular, stuff like that. But it's so much more than that. And, and, and I love that. There's not too many people that uh, when they're studying a, an area like you are with thyroid and you're an expert in the area, actually look at the gut. And that's amazing. Um, people disregard it. Uh, they overlook it and they do so at their peril. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so important. And that's, I always say that too. I think everyone thinks of when we say the gut, when we say leaky gut, when we say the GI, everybody thinks about, well, I don't have gas. I don't have diarrhea. I don't have constipation. I don't have heartburn. You don't have to. I mean, you probably will if you're a little bit off. I mean, if we dug a little bit, I could probably get you to say like, well, yeah, I am a little bit gassy every once in a while. But it's so much more than that. It's systemic. It's the whole body. It's how your thyroid functions. It's how your hormone functions. It's whether or not you're depressed or anxious. It's the second brain, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, It's amazing. And there's new research coming on all the time about the microbiome. You know, it's interesting. We know more about the surface of Mars then we know about the microbiome. It's still just a huge area of research and we're just scratching the surface, but it's amazing what we found so far. It is amazing. I and mean, we continue to uncover more and more, but I love, I love your, your product that you just mentioned, the Defend, because I think just finding that balance instead of throwing on a probiotic, I always say to people, please do not just go out and buy a line and think that you're going to take that every day and, and, or Activia yogurt and think that you're right. doing your, your gut a, a service. You're not. So. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's interesting how marketing's changed a little bit where everything is now probiotic. And you know what, what you said with yogurt, it's interesting. Yeah. You maybe have some cultures there. There's no really good science behind them actually. And then to make matters worse, you have like 20 grams of sugar in there. And when that sugar goes down, bad bacteria, they love to feast on sugar. Sugar is one of their preferred fuels. So again, the other thing is when we eat a really uh, a diet rich in sugars, we're actually fueling growth of bad bacteria. Bad bacteria then cause inflammation. Uh, they produce signaling compounds. And it, uh, you know, the whole thing uh, starts to go downhill from there when it comes to systems of the body working properly. 
Mm-hmm. And then we can connect them all. Just, oh, wait, isn't that why you, that's your multivitamin, isn't it? Connect. It is. Yep. Ah, connect, yeah. Uh, so appropriate. Yep. So, yep. so defend helps to regulate the gut to make sure those signals are, uh, the integrity of those signals are good. And then connect works on the other systems of the body, the brain and, and all throughout. So we're helping to regulate the second brain, the gut, and then also the brain. And so it's a nice, combination. And when we design these products, that's specifically what we designed them for. Uh, you know, when we create supplements, we hope there's a little bit of intelligent design embedded in there. And, and that was a thought process behind these two products. Mm, I love it. Well, I could talk on and on. I'm sure we could go on for another hour about various <laughs> because right. everything is so connected. Everything's so connected. Um, but no, I thank you so much for your time, Dan. Thank you so much for coming on. And we will have the links to everything, to your website, to your Instagram, to your podcast, which I'm going to be a guest on soon. So I'm very honored to be jumping yeah, on there. So we will have, yeah, we'll have, we'll have fun. We'll have all the links in the, the show notes so people can connect with your product line and maybe try connect and <laughs> try defend and check out all the other products that are on them that we didn't even get a chance to talk about yet. All right, Dan. Well, thank you so much. And you can find the Thyroid Fixer podcast on all podcast platforms. So make sure that you share this one. This is a good one, guys. This is one loaded with a ton of information and simple, just strategic, effective, actionable items that you can do right now to improve that that signaling, that pathway that, that Dan talked about to improve your thyroid and your hormone balance. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, please share this episode and check out the entire Thyroid Fixer podcast on all podcast platforms. If you're on iTunes, it would be awesome if you left me a review. And just a reminder, anything you hear on this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat, so you always want to check with your doctor about any advice given on this podcast. And if you'd like to schedule a discovery call, please refer to the show notes for all the links. Everything that we talked about in the podcast will be in there with a guide for you on how you can get your life back. Let's get you fixed.